Hey everyone, I am Laura Riccidoni. You are listening to A Taste for All Seasons. This is a cooking, cultural, and inspirational way for us to explore the world of seasonal eating and seasonal living. Because when we live our lives in balance with nature, it kind of takes the guesswork out of what to eat, and in many ways, how to live. Like starting to buy your produce at your local farmer's market, which might expand your community. You never know who you're going to meet at the market. I have met some really wonderful people along the way. It kind of forces me maybe to be a little bit more outgoing. And those people remain in my life to this day, which is a beautiful thing. And seasonal food is fresher, it's tastier, it's more nutritious than food that is consumed out of season. And you can now listen to all my podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts whenever you are craving some kitchen inspiration with new seasonal recipes that I continue to develop throughout the year. And the great thing about listening how to make a recipe is that you will be able to find a new and exciting recipe on your way to work and then try it out when you get home. I know for me, hearing uh, someone speak about a recipe, you know, when I listen to another podcast that's making a dish and going through it, it's like my mind takes a little picture of it. And it's very helpful when I actually sit down maybe to make um, someone else's recipe and probably tweak it a little bit because that's what I do. And there are so many ways to make something good, meaning that it satisfies you and your palate and your lifestyle. So the ideas and the ingredients that I share are meant to inspire you. So you make it your own and have some fun along the way. I insist upon it. All the shows are also on my website, laurierichidoni.com, where we continue this delicious journey through food as we cook our way through the seasons. I think it's a lovely way to spend some time. So get ready for some inspiration and tips for success on how to spring clean your health. Part of that protocol, if you will, I call the three R's and I will be sharing them with you along with a new recipe to get you started. So if you are a curious cook and a curious person, you will want to listen in. So go grab a cup of tea or coffee, get comfortable and get ready for some inspiration on how to do some spring cleaning for your body and for your health. To me, spring is the season of possibility. It's a great time to rethink our diet with lighter seasonal ingredients, because after a long winter, there is nothing more welcome to me than celebrating spring with the sight and flavor of new, colorful, tasty ingredients, like sweet peas, asparagus, arugula, and green beans, just to name a few, and some of these vegetables, like English peas and asparagus, have a very short window. So if you have a farmer's market uh, that grows asparagus and, and features uh, spring peas, I really encourage you to try them because you will see what asparagus actually is supposed to taste like. And the good news is, by eating with the seasons, it will surely create a reset both in your mind and your body. And one might ask, how does that happen? Microbes in the digestive system, they manufacture enzymes that change seasonally. 
and they do so to help digestion of seasonal foods, as well as to boost immunity in the wintertime and dissipate heat during the long, hot summer and decongest the body in spring. The divine wisdom of our bodies, it's just, it's fascinating to me how, how this all works. If we would just, you know, give it a little guidance and pay attention and just tune into our bodies, really beneficial in so, so many ways. And to help you along the way, I have put together a complimentary ebook. I'm very excited about this little book for gut health and increased energy with a few delicious recipes enticing images, and key nutrients that help with the spring cleaning of our bodies. And you'll find it on my website, right on the homepage, laurierichardoni.com. So get ready, because I'm going to walk you through a recipe or two uh, that's in the book that I think will inspire you to do a bit of a reset with your diet which will do a world of good to your gut health. And this is important because a healthy gut contains healthy bacteria, as many of you know, and immune cells that ward off infectious agents like bacteria, fungi, and viruses. Yep, and a healthy gut also communicates with the brain through nerves and hormones, which helps maintain general health and well-being. And I added a list and a description of these compounds and nutrients that can reboot the system to help you along the way. But before I share uh, my bright seasonal dishes, I would like to uh, give you some tips for success to do that reset, right? We need to be set up for success. You might remember that I mentioned earlier in the show the three R's uh, of healthy habits I was going to share. So reflect. You want to reflect on uh, all of your specific eating habits, both the good ones and maybe not so good, and your common triggers for unfavorable eating, like maybe having some high sugar foods uh, when feeling stressed or even sad. I think it's really helpful to pay attention to when we eat certain things that might not be so favorable for us. And also, I started doing something recently. I stop eating three hours before I go to bed. I'm, I've gotten pretty strict with it, and I'm really liking the way I'm feeling. I'm having a, a way more restful sleep has been my experience, and it really has made a difference. Replace. Replace some of those unhealthy eating habits with healthier ones, even if it's one small change. And you can do some research uh, on the ingredients that grow naturally at this time of the year, like those English peas or asparagus, and, you know, just incorporate them into your diet. And then reinforce. Reinforce your new healthier eating habits. And one thing that really helps me is I put sticky notes as a reminder around my house uh, that tells me to eat spinach instead of kale because I've had kale for a few days. I shared that on my last show. I was eating kale every day for a couple of years and it had an effect on my thyroid, then some hair loss, and I was taken off of it for about three weeks. And I, you know, you could re reintroduce all of these foods. It's not forever and it 
really made a huge difference. I was really surprised. Not really surprised, but but surprised, happily surprised. I also find keeping a journal that uh, everything I ate uh, in the day is helpful because it'll kind of tell you, you know, I ate something at a particular time, maybe when there was an emotional moment or some stress with your job. Uh, you don't have to do that always, but maybe even just for a week. I think it's a great little exercise. Most importantly, be gentle with yourself. This is not about making ourselves feel badly. And I'm also not um, prescribing that you do anything in particular or, you know, what I did might not be beneficial for you. So you have to really find your own way with things because I, I say this often, there is no one size fits all. I imagine that many of you that listen to my show already in a healthy way, and maybe even with the ingredients that grow naturally throughout the year. So I would say, and this is my experience, that it really is uh, helpful to have a, an accountability buddy or a health coach, someone that just could remind you um, and reinforces some new healthier habits that you're really trying to maintain, which isn't always easy. Seasonal food, I always say this, it's fresher, it's tastier, it's more nutritious than food consumed out of season. For me, I love strawberries. It's one of my favorite fruits. And, and even though I like to eat strawberries year-round, the best time to eat them is when they can be purchased either directly from your local grower shortly after harvest. You want to make sure they're organically grown. They're on the dirty dozen a list which are sprayed directly onto strawberries and all the berries really. So they have a relatively short season and it starts in mid-May, maybe through June. And what I do, because I love strawberries so much, is that I freeze them. So I always, I have a farmer here in Asheville that grows beautiful organic strawberries and I will get some extra batches and I'll lay them out a single file and I'll freeze them so that I can pull them out of the freezer, you know, in, in the cooler months when I'm wanting something with strawberries. And you can really do that with any fruit. I'm going to share my green pea mash with you today and I will walk you through the recipe. And as I said, this is in my uh, complimentary ebook. And also, if you're enjoying the content on my show, please pass my podcast on to your friends. Help me spread the word for seasonal eating and um, just so that we could all move about a little healthier in the world. And that's really part of my passion and my mission. So um, do pass it on to your friends. And the full recipes are always on my website, laurierichardoni.com. Uh, but I will start to share with you the green pea mash. Green pea mash, this is paired with a beautiful tarragon steamed salmon, which is in my book, as I shared. Uh, and you could really have this green pea mash, green pea puree, and call it really whatever you would like. Um, you could pair with so many different things. And what's really unique about uh, peas is, unlike any other vegetable, they have a really high protein uh, content. So if you're vegetarian, 
and you don't want to have uh, fish which has beautiful omega-3s and omega-6s in it. Um, the, the pea mash on its own has a fair amount of protein. So ingredients, uh, English peas or sweet peas. If you can't find them at your farmer's market, I would suggest getting uh, organically grown peas. They just taste better. We're going to have one lemon juiced and zest, about a quarter teaspoon of sea salt to taste. You always want to taste your food as you're preparing it. Maybe an eighth of a teaspoon of fresh ground pepper really makes a difference uh, having fresh spices ground as you're making a dish. And I used about two uh, teaspoons of clarified butter, ghee, melted, and I also saved a little bit for plating. And then a half a cup of sheep or goat yogurt. You could use creme fraiche or cow yogurt if you want to as well, but for my body, the sheep and goat yogurt, it just digests easier and my body likes that. And I think it's really delicious. One clove of garlic, minced. I don't want to overpower the dish with garlic because the peas are rather delicate. So if it's a large clove, maybe even a half a clove, you can start there. And one shallot, minced, really fine. And then a half a cup of uh, fresh tarragon, chopped. So those really are your ingredients. What I do first, and I do this with a lot of vegetables because it really keeps them bright. So to prepare... Uh, the pea mash, I will have an ice bath ready in a medium bowl that after I blanch the peas, which really maybe you have to do this for two minutes, taste them. You want them to be tender, but still a little bit firm. And it stops them from cooking as well when you put them in the ice bath and just makes a difference in, in the color because um, we want this to be vibrant, right? We eat with our eyes first, I always say. So after you blanch the peas in a pot of heavily salted water, I might add, tastes like the sea. That's what your water should taste like because contrary to what you would think, it actually makes the pea sweeter when your water is heavily salted. You know, that's the science to it. And this technique absolutely, uh, as I said, adds sweetness to the peas. And you can do that probably ahead of time. You don't have to do that right at that moment. And then in a food processor, I add the cooked peas along with the other ingredients. I'll leave uh, a, a big portion of the tarragon, uh, the chopped tarragon out, and I'll just pulse it several times until you get the consistency that you would like. Uh, sometimes I'll make it a little chunkier or I want it a little smoother. Really, it's it's up to you. And then it, uh, adjust your seasoning to your liking. Then for plating, I will spoon. And depending if you're, you know, having this is, uh, I'm having this with the salmon. So when I plate it, I will spoon about a half a cup, maybe a cup of the pea mash in the middle of the plate. And then I will place my steamed salmon on top of the puree. I'll add some chopped tarragon and a drizzle of ghee, which um, just gives it a nice little richness to it. And ghee also, just uh, for those that maybe are lactose intolerant, it's all the milk fat is taken out of it. So uh, people that really can't have dairy, the ghee should be perfectly fine. And the full recipe, as I said, will be on my website. LaurieRichardoni.com uh, with all the other beautiful gluten-free recipes, all seasonal. 
Um, so I hope that you will uh, absolutely make this. It's really, really delicious. And in the book, it'll give you all the compounds and the nutrients that will really help you do that spring reset. So um, enjoy it. Well, it is that time. I would like to leave you with a final thought. Food for thought. How do you create a special meal where vegetables are the star that delights the palate without having meat on the menu? I like to start with a beautiful loaf of homemade bread, or if you live in an area where you can get great bread, a beautiful sourdough, all the better. Um, but bread just out of the oven, crust, crispy, with a drizzle of fine olive oil infused with some rosemary and a little flaky salt sprinkled on top, is one of the best ways to start a meal. I always remember uh, a couple of restaurants, Chez Panisse, Alice Waters, when I, when I had uh, uh, dinner at her restaurant, bread was the first course, and it was absolutely excellent bread, and I never forgot that, and who doesn't love bread? Then I will present the table with some roasted salted almonds with a sprinkle of lemon zest twisted in a package of parchment paper that's tied with twine. It's like opening a present and it's unexpected. It's actually fun. And then uh, for a little bit of color, some seasonal color, spring is our uh, season right now, wrap a bundle of asparagus in the outer green leaf of a leek. Tie it into a little bow. Then I would melt a little bit of ghee, a little sprinkle of sea salt, a squeeze of lemon or lime, and you can put some herbs on, on that as well. It's a colorful third course. Then for your main dish, you want to create a centerpiece with the seasonal ingredients. So let's just stay with our English peas because they, you know, coming into season very shortly. Make that mash. I like to use a little, um, maybe a cookie cutter if you have it big enough to, to, to keep everything contained and it makes a beautiful circle. Uh, again, we're eating with our eyes and then start stacking. Stack it with maybe a little spread of fresh regatta or cashew cream and then, then another layer of peas left whole, maybe a little squeeze of lemon. Remember to season everything as you go through it and perhaps a few radishes, red radishes, for contrast of color and for some crunch. Again, we're stacking, we're building our plate, and, and to have fun with it. And then when it's all stacked too, just gently remove your little circle, um, you know, maybe four inches, a large cookie cutter, um, and, it, and it'll just look beautiful, and it really will be delicious. Then for the finale, Whatever the fruit is in season, present it in a beautiful bowl, maybe with some coconut cream infused with raw honey, a shaving of nutmeg. It's a healthy, delicious, visually pleasing way to end your meal. And if at first it doesn't turn out the way you would have liked it to, you can try again tomorrow. Until we meet again, bon appetito.